Hello, this is Melissa Hale Spencer, the editor of the Altamont Enterprise, here as always with co-publisher Marcello Yaya to walk you through this week's news. And the top of the front page is for us very exciting news because our readers know that for months we have been editorializing and writing articles about the Dr. Frederick Kraunt's historic home and it looks like there's a solution in sight. And his name right here is J. Cougar Whitecloud. Both the town board on Tuesday and the village board simultaneously at their meeting on Tuesday have adopted an agreement. Both of those municipalities own the Frederick Crown's house on the outskirts of Altamont. They had bought it a dozen years ago with the idea of making it a community meeting space and also a place to showcase local history, but it continued to deteriorate and they were both municipalities were planning on knocking it down, demolishing it. Uh, we editorialized, and one of our readers, Tom Capuano, has spearheaded a citizens group called Historic Altamont, and they're a nascent group and will shortly be looking to incorporate and become a not-for-profit, and we'll be looking for members, and they will work with Mr. Whitecloud, who plans to renovate to its original structure, restore the house as it was. Very exciting news. The bottom of the front page by Elizabeth Floyd Mayer is more on this very heated race for judge. The caucus is coming up next Thursday. And this week, there are more comments and allegations about one candidate, Christine Napierski's speeding ticket, which resulted in her license being suspended. And in the other camp, accusations about Brian Clenahan. Um, having tax warrants for unpaid taxes, which have since been cleared. Our editorial this week is a familiar theme to our readers. We congratulate Senator George Amador and Patricia Fahey, our Assemblywoman, for working together, a Democrat and a Republican, to come up with three bills, two of which the governor signed last week, that will help with the assessment problem, the edges of town in Gilderland, property owners there had an unfair share of taxes that has to do with a much larger problem. And we hope that statewide, our legislators will work together to come up with a state assessment system. Now there are a thousand separate, separate municipalities, each with their own methods and ways. It's very difficult for the state to keep up with it and make it equal with these equalization rates that can go awry. There needs to be one single system with an enforcement mechanism. All three of these letters have to do with the race we discussed on the front page story. Um, Donald Sapos is a Democrat writing about how honesty matters, and he considers um, that it was dishonest for Judge Napierski when she was being interviewed for that slot and unanimously appointed, not to mention her driving, speeding ticket, and she says it's not something uh, that occurred to her at the time. This is um, Judge Napierski's husband writing in response to a full-page ad by a Democratic committee member that ran last week and answering some of the questions she raised. Another response to that ad by Betty Head is from Ronnie Stills Lindbergh, who is a Republican and backing Christine Napierski. Oh, this is a lovely, lovely column by Joe E. Prout. As always, it's 
insightful and amusing and a little sad. It's about the worth of obituaries. Joe, as our readers know, was our longest term reporter. She got a degree in the ministry and is pursuing other things, but she has now written a column and we're so glad to have her on our pages again. Our podcast this week is with Jerry Finnan, who has written a stellar book about a Hilltown icon, Dr. Anna Perkins, who um, was a pioneer in her day, a woman with a medical school degree who struck out for the country. She was a Boston Brahmin, upper class, well-educated, and made close ties and became highly regarded in the Helderbergs. It's a wonderful book combining scholarly research with personal reminiscences. Jerry himself was a patient of Dr. Perkins. John Williams, as always, has just what we need in these times, solid common sense and a good laugh. Uh, Shirley Unzer has written us about the uh, upcoming luncheon for the Women's Christian Women's Connection Group, and they're going to be considering animal protection. We have Ron Burnell, who's the president of the Helderberg Earth and Star Observatory Association, and he is writing about an upcoming event at the Kerry Institute in Rensselaerville, and we will see later in our paper that there's some news there as well. Maureen Amand has written a very, very thoughtful letter that we encourage people to read. I covered the Gilderland Town Board meeting this week, and Patricia Fahey and Senator George Amador were there to talk about the latest grants they've secured. An earlier grant resulted in the hiring of the firm Bass Hatfield to do stormwater work in McCownville, as well as the town is going to put in its own funds to have water lines that are aged replaced at the same time. But the big new news was $700,000 to upgrade Tawasantha Park. That includes the bathroom, the large pavilion, and the amphitheater. Rose has written about the county ban, which she had done in-depth research on before, and it passed with just one no vote. She talked to the no voter who thinks it's a state-level issue. This is to ban so-called conversion therapy, which is used um, to try to make gay people go straight. Um, Another story by Rose, Carly Ebla had her appointment postponed while the Burn Knox Westerlow School Board, which her husband, Nathan, sits on, had some concerns about protocol. She was finally appointed a substitute teacher there for a year. Rose has written about several changes in Rensselaerville. The site of the former cafe is now being run by the Kuhar Farm restaurant, which used to be in the other side of the building where the post office is also. And meanwhile, a tap room that's currently on the Cary Institute campus will open there as well. The campus tap room will be used just for special occasions. Sean has a story on the Voorheesville School Board deciding to put off hiring a school resource officer and have another public forum on the matter. A lot of schools rushed to do this in the wake of the shooting in Florida, the school shooting. But as one school board member pointed out, the school has two deans and the only difference in their duties is they don't carry guns. 
Um, Rose is looking at the Helderberg Earth and Sky Observatory Science Center movement. They had planned an observatory at Switzkill Farm in Bern, but have ditched that plan and are now looking to Rensselaerville. Uh, this is about myself. I won a Golden Quill Award from the International Society of Weekly Newspaper Editors, and I think it was on an important editorial. I still continue to commend our schools for giving transgender students the rights they deserve. Um, the libraries, as always, have much going on. The continuing music series from the Altamont Library will feature next the Shades of Grey. And the Bethlehem Library was turned into a miniature <laughs> golfing station, and that's wonderfully captured by Kristen Roberts. We have here a happily married couple, Michael Hamilton and Nicole Hamilton. We wish you the best in the journey of life. And absolutely Absolutely wonderful story by Sean as our centerpiece. This seven-year-old Ben Longale has faced two liver transplants, a battle with cancer, and he is still smiling. He's enjoying a little picnic with his three-year-old brother Nick in their beautifully reconfigured backyard. This is a gift of Maddie's mark and much volunteer work and contribution. When he wished for something, his mother called him an old soul. He wished for a backyard retreat. Treat, and that's what he's got. Here's his little uh, treehouse, which he's peeking out of. And Sean just captured his spirit perfectly in this story. Our blotters section arrests, as always, in our area. More on the Crown's House. This is Tom Capuana, who is spearheading that citizens group. We have two obituaries this week. Helen Shell was described by her family as a strong woman who loved her family and faith. And I wrote about Elizabeth Louise Burns, and I only wish I had known her. I talked to her granddaughter about who described her as a stubbornly positive woman. She was a pioneer earning a, PA, a doctoral degree in psychology, worked at the University of Albany for years, and in her later years, she traveled around the world. She maintained a beautiful home in Albany, a row house, and she loved the library and um, her one of her granddaughters has, has set up a lovely page on the Bethlehem Public Library to raise funds in her memory. Senior news, very busy as always. Alice Gibbs writes about the hill towns and lots going on in Gilderland, lots going on in our community calendar. And after we go through our legals pages, we have news from Altamont's Troop 264 sent in by the LaSalles. And here's Jonathan LaSalle playing at the end of the day on his trumpet. They did so well with so many honors that the troop got the Baden-Powell. He, of course, was the founder of the Boy Scouts Award at the Rotary Camp. And here is news about Barbara DeVore, who has been named the president of the trustees for the B'nai Shalom congregation. Congratulations to her. And our back page has just wonderful pictures by Michael Koff of the Butterfly Station at Farnsworth Middle School celebrating its 20 years Time flew. I remember when it opened, it flew just like the monarchs. They raised them there and released them for the journey in the South, and student volunteers will take you on a tour. It's free of charge. Not only will you see the garden with native plants, but you can go to the metamorphosis room where these um, students are examining a caterpillar, a monarch caterpillar. There's a museum and craft room as well. We urge you to go, and we'll see you again next week. Have a good one.